I have takes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pot. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Studio in Upper Arlington, Ohio, I am Diesel, and this is Don't Fear the COVID. Joining me today, as per the usual, is the Commish and our guest today, coming to us all the way from the little chair in my room. Gary is with us. Scary Gary, how you doing? Howdy. Uh, we're, we're a little delayed today because Chuck decided to take a nap, so uh, you know, if we're, all, if we're all a little sluggish, that would just be the reason why. Now, if anybody's wondering, it's because I was watching the dog, and me and the dog decided to nap together. So it was a real hallmark moment, I have to imagine. Fucking now, horrible. did the dog get any sleep over the snoring, or or what? I normally don't, uh, I shouldn't say that, I definitely do snore when I, when I nap. <laughs> um, I don't know why I was going to be like, I don't know, I do. Uh, who knows? She seems to have gotten some rest, so. Now, I assume the dog is still on a absolutely berserk schedule of just sort of whenever it has to pee, right? Yeah, basically every hour we try to take it out. And it, it usually pees when we go outside. But it's just a matter of if it has decided to just not pee inside. It hasn't gotten the difference down yet. Like, it'll, it'll pee when it has to pee. Right. We just sort of been able to figure out when it's got to pee and get it outside. So you really haven't trained it that much yet. We're, we're, we're in the early stages still. I would say we're in the infancy of of that stuff. It's a little dog. It's a small dog. There's time. There's a lot of time. Little, right little dog, little bladder. So. <laughs> we'll grow into it. Mm. Um, all right. Well, uh, so we can just get into our segment here, Chuck, unless you have any sidebars. What are you uh, hot about right now, Chuck? What do you say? What are you hot about right now? Well, Brian can go fuck himself. I mean, that, that's exactly one what thing. I wanted to hear. You Please, do- I am begging you, do not come visit us until he moves out. <laughs> that would that would be a move of spite on my part. Would it be two two things to either get coronavirus and then give it to Brian? Right. It's sort of like I told you so type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or just yeah, not visit until. Until Brian is gone. You know, we're if, talking day after. If you really want to, you know, do a big fuck you to Brian, you should go visit his family's house and, like, have a beer with his dad or something. <laughs> and Mossberg, yeah. Right. Hang out with Mossberg. Yeah, but it was one thing, because he, like, you know, got mad at me when I told him no. And as John explained, uh, he, like, read it like read it on me to you guys afterwards. <laughs> and then today was like, by the way, let's just. Tell Charlie, fuck you to the whole to the whole collective. Right. He was slowly expanding his circle. Yeah. Like the, I'll probably just tweet it out tomorrow. <laughs> be like, there you go. It's not off the table, I wouldn't say. Definitely not. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Because there's sometimes where I go like, all right, Chuck, let's get into our segment. And Charlie goes, ho, 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 ho. Even though he picked what right. the segment topic was. That's why do I want to invent. Yeah, do I have some things to say? <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So now we can get into it. Uh, so the yes. reason we asked Gary to join us today is, uh, today is, how many years has it been, Chuck? It was 98, I believe, is when this happened. And so 
Yeah, 98. So 22 years. 22 years since the finale of Seinfeld. The, we'll call it infamous finale of Seinfeld yeah. aired. Controversial. Um, yeah, controversial in a very like mundane right. way. Like, And, you know, we can start with that. Did you guys like that finale? No. It's not a... I guess it's different because it's sort of like with all this stuff. It's not like a very funny episode. Yeah. But but I but I also never watched it in the context of watching the show every week, That's and then true. this is the finale. Like you watch, like you watch the finale, and then the next night there's two more episodes on TBS. Like it's right. just sort of like the cycle never stops. So like it's just not a very like good episode. Now I that's why I understand why. There was like outrage over yeah. like the finale when it actually happened. Yeah, no, they. Yeah, and that is the interesting thing to me because yeah, it's not like it's not so bad that it's stuck out in my mind. It's just sort of like a kind of I don't know. It's like one of the biggest shows ever, and right. like they just sort of like fell I, flat. I think there's two ways you could go with the end of Seinfeld. Mm. You either go out with a bang. Or you could go out with like literally just normalcy. Like they're still they're just sitting in the coffee shop talking. Yeah. And like in the booth and then it's just over. Yeah. And exactly. people would have been fine with they would have been mad, but they would have been fine with it. They tried to do this weird middle ground that literally no one liked. Yeah. Where yeah, things changed, but not right. Clearly not permanently. Like, it was, and, and, and here's the thing with unlike I wanna say a normal TV show, that there was no it was a show about nothing. There was no like plot like game of thrones right they, they could build the plot and lead you to some big finale i i do like the attempt they made where Seinfeld was a show defined by random occurrences and these sort of one episode hero side characters and it was let's just bring all these characters back a sort of like a sort of an homage to what we've done and and just do it that way which i don't I don't know what else they would have done. Like, like if, right. if like if they just gone for like a single episode, like I don't know what their like random episode of that time would have been. Like I do, I do see the effort. I know Larry David had said, uh, "He's the thing." It was because they, they brought him back to write, to help write and produce the finale, and he has said he he knows it's not his best work, but he's also like they could have done anything. And people right. would have been mad about it. Like you, you, you could make a bad episode, and people are like whatever. It's still Seinfeld. People will always be mad about your finale because they will have opinions on how they thought it should end, and you'll do something different than that. Right. There's no way to end a show about nothing. Yeah. Yes. There's literally no way. No. Yeah. It's it's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's no plot to it. Any sitcom usually you struggle to stick the landing just because right. it you know, usually just kind of comes to an end abruptly when it gets canceled finally. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in this case. Uh, yeah, it was especially tough because, yeah, there was no direction that they could pick up and, like, have a thread that they could, like, go to well, and be like, well, what did The hear? thing about a normal sitcom is, even if it's not, like, super crazy, there's always some sort of, like, weird cliffhanger at the end of every season because mm-hmm. they know they're always on the chopping block. Yeah. Seinfeld yeah. literally show about nothing. There was no, like, major plot point that you're like, oh, boy, can't wait for next season to find out what happened with that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's funny. I remember like, um, Jason Alexander did a bunch of interviews who obviously, if anybody doesn't know, which is George Costanza, did a bunch of interviews about, if you read the script, even like back then, a sitcom had a sort of a 
a flow about it. It was right. you had like your A plot and your B plot. You, you, so you'd like open your A plot commercial, open your B plot uh, commercial, like sort of at the same time, develop both and then close your A, run the credits. And then the little like after credits would be you close your B. That was like how you like, that was a formula for like writing a, an episode of a sitcom or right. of a TV show. And he used to say, he used to read the script and his like character would do something in one scene, and that was just it. They would just never go back to but it. Be like, closure. Yeah, it would be like Larry. What's this? He's like, it's not funny anymore. It's not funny after that. Like we don't need it. It's like, no, but you understand. Like it's the, it's it's the character. He's like, no, it's not about the character. It's about just whether or not it's funny. And he's like, so the, the whole show itself was like breaking it, even at the time, like the sort of stereotypical format norms let alone with just the fact that there was nothing like you said no plot to be like next season find out to see if Kramer gets that hot tub right (laughs) Right. like that that moment like how many times did Kramer just like burst into Jerry's apartment and just grab something random from like the cabinet or under the sink or something and leave there was never a resolution of that ever no and he would just walk out yeah, no, I and I mean, there was a point where Kramer was so popular on the show where, yeah, I think they would just be like, all right, well, we just got to horseshoe. Just make him do just, something. Just I don't know. Shoehorn Kramer into this scene because it'll get like a big a, like applause from the studio audience. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think. I, yeah, I do think this was a lose-lose situation for them that they decided to end it on. It also, I mean, it comes to the fact that people were mad that they were ending. Like, mm. they got mad a few years earlier when Larry David left, and then they were mad because Seinfeld was the number one show. Like, they were just mad it was right. ending. It's not like, like the uh, the path that a lot of sitcoms go, where, like, eventually the writers, like, it gets kind of sad, where, like, it starts to get boring, and, like, yeah. the jokes aren't fresh anymore and stuff. But Seinfeld literally was just the same all the way through to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there were really no changes to any of like the characters didn't like grow up or like right. change anything it was just really hit after hit or they would grow up a little bit and then they would just become degenerates again yeah. immediately yeah and the george's wife would just die and right. they just go just back. back to normal <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah, but so people people were already mad that uh it was ending and so this was really just the icing sort of on the cake and that they're like all right we'll just, we'll just be mad about this regardless might as well just be mad that it, the episode was okay at best right yeah, yeah, the whole, like, uh, and I guess we should mention for those of you who, who don't know, like, off the top of your head what the finale was. They've already turned it off if they don't uh, know That's this. true. It's the, um, it's the Good Samaritan Law episode right. is, is what they ended on. It, it, well, here's the thing, is that it's, it's really a thing where, like, 90% of the episode, I think, is funny. They just don't stick the landing, like, with how they actually end it. Like, you think about it, because it's a two-part finale. Part one is them, like, getting the trip, and saying they're going to Paris, and then Kramer having water in his ear and causing the plane to have to emergency land, <laughs> and then they witness a guy get his car taken, and they're, like, making fun of him on a video camera, yeah. and that gets played to a courtroom. Like, everything that happens in, like, the first part is hilarious, and it's right. really just, like, the second part of them interviewing all of their like sort of like former side characters or people that they've like wronged in the past is not done very in a very funny way it's almost too fast and too many people and then the end where they're just like sitting in the jail cell is not a great 
ending scene. That's really the the errors they make. Like half of the finale is, I think, very very funny and very much a classic Seinfeld episode. Well, and I think the other error that they make is they do something that every I think comedy show just feels compelled to do for some reason that I hate, and it's. They had an episode that was regrettably the last episode where they just pointed back and said, remember all this funny shit that we did? Right. Like all these seasons ago, like that guy. Oh, that was funny. Like that. Oh. <laughs> I remember him patting themselves right. on the back. Like the office had an episode like that. Um, I think Seinfeld actually had a different episode like that where they just had a hundredth anniversary. It episode. was their hundredth episode. Or, yeah. yeah. And they played. Oh, no, no, that was a different one. So they had their hundredth anniversary or hundredth episode montage. Mm. Then they also had like this finale montage episode mm-hmm. where they played like a sad that one sad Green Day song and it was just like a bunch of clips. <laughs> I'm sure Charlie, if you're an avid avid TBS watcher, you've seen that one a couple sure. times. Time of yeah. your life, yeah. Time of your life, that's <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's just like like yes, all that stuff was funny, but you making an episode reminding me that that stuff was funny. Just Not it great. doesn't have the same effect. Right. It it mm-hmm. seems a little bit self-important and like, oh man, we kind of killed it there, didn't we? And it's like, all right, guys. And yeah, again, to end on that note of all things was another issue. Mm-hmm. But is it like it, they've they've said they think they could have they went back and did it today. They could rewrite that episode to have the same thing happen, but make it a little better, funnier. Yeah. Like they see they see where they went wrong with certain things and. Stuff. So I mean, but I challenge you to see any t- any most TV shows, save for a select few, just don't stick the landing anyway. Yeah. And it's that much harder for a sitcom. And that being said, they still got closed and sort of just dropped the ball at the very end. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, at that point, like I'm sure they all cared, but they had hit syndication. They knew that they were all getting a ludicrous payout from this. Like, if the episode wasn't perfect, they probably weren't staying up all night. Like, worried. I mean, it, it, it is crazy that, like, they wanted to do, for them to do another season. They were offering Jerry Seinfeld, like, you, you know, in late 90s was when you were starting to get the big money. Like, right. it, it made the Friends contracts look like chump change. And let alone, like, it was Jerry and then, like, the main four, but also like sort of like the fringe main characters, like the Costanzas, right. Jerry's parents, like those types, like Newman, those types of characters were also going to get an absurd amount of money and they were all willing to actually do it. It was more or less Jerry was like, you know what? Let's not get greedy here. We have a show that will live on forever. Let's mm-hmm. end it on a high note and not have that dip that you sort of see with a, with a, uh, a guest about with a sitcom where, you either get new writers or the writers sort of lose their freshness. And then it's sort of, you get a season or season and a half of sort of blah. And then it just sort of ends and you're like, right. yeah, whatever. Um, so I just looked it up. Also, Jerry Seinfeld has allegedly made about $400 million off of the Seinfeld, just syndication. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, is he bought, I believe he bought Larry David out of his portion of ownership. And so he just gets, yeah. you know, Apparently the rest of them really didn't make anything off of it. Like Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, and Michael Richards don't own a stake in the sitcom. So well, they also Michael like, Michael Richards also got blackballed like a decade ago I, after well, that whole. He, he the amazing it. thing is that he didn't get like completely canceled. Like yeah. 
he didn't get canceled like you would now. Like, he was able to live a functional life. Yeah. Yeah, no, he continued to do stuff. And, right. like, I'm sure, yeah, he just got... But he just wasn't as big as everyone thought he was going to be because right. he was, like, low-key the star of Seinfeld. Or, like, at Oh, least, people loved Kramer. Yeah, the guy that came out of nowhere to, like, garner the most, like, attention after it, kind of. But, yeah, it didn't, didn't quite go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Calling someone the N-word did show yeah yeah no it didn't uh it didn't age well for him it wasn't great in the moment either but no no it was bad in the moment it was very (laughs) it's not even like you just call it a guy the n-word it was he was getting to the root of what the n-word is and making sure that everybody in the room knew it it was was really using his full voice to say it Yeah. yeah with a very 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 hard r on the end of it which, by the way... Well enunciated. It is shocking that, like, people were shocked that Kramer was crazy. Right. Like, no, he, like, he... <laughs> you, I don't know how you even play that character. Like, just some of the stuff he does. Like, I can't even recreate Yeah, Kramer. yeah. Like, people were like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy's actually nuts. Like, yeah. yeah. It was not... He was not a great actor. He just was a legitimate lunatic that happened to get a role as a lunatic on a TV show. Mm-hmm. So good for him, I guess, you know, from that perspective. But uh, yeah, not great for him. But yeah, no, they, so yeah, he's made $400 million off of it. They've estimated that the revenue of Seinfeld total since it like came out uh, is over $3 billion. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I think Jerry Seinfeld's net worth is like close to a billion dollars. Oh my God. I really like, there's some story somewhere where it's like Jerry Seinfeld was visiting some other rich person's mansion, mm-hmm. like in the Hamptons. And the person whose house it was said like, yeah, you know, like I'm thinking about putting it on the market. And Jerry Seinfeld was like, how much are you going to ask for it? And he was like, yeah, you know, like $500 million or something like that. Or like whatever. It was probably like $50 million. And Jerry Seinfeld goes like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, like, seriously? And he was like, yeah, no, I'm going to knock it down and build my own house. But yeah, this plot of land's great. So yeah, just give it to me. Like, get and, that kind of money. Oh, and yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's also funny in that, you no, know, he still does. He still tours I, regularly. I guess I've seen him in Columbus before and things like that. But he like tours exactly like you would expect a guy that has a billion dollars to tour. Like, I will do it. At my convenience, when and where I like, and I will stop when I choose to stop. Like, right. he regularly says in his, like, his most recent stand-up special just came out on Netflix. He's like, everybody's life sucks. He goes, my life sucks. Perhaps a bit less than yours. And, like, point, he's like yeah, by, like, I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I know my life is a lot better than yours. But everybody's <laughs> life kind of sucks a little bit, you know. He, he is, like, he's very much leaning into, like, the... I understand that I have done all I have to do. Now it's just for whatever. Well, him and Billy Joel, in my opinion, have the two best setups in all of entertainment, where both of them just have residencies kind of whenever they feel like it, like in the city they live in. Yeah. They just both take like a half hour car ride into the city and then just like do a stand up show or like uh, Mm -hmm. whatever, perform at the garden and then just rake in however much money that gets them and then they're done. Then they're like, yeah. then they go back to their house. Um, so a couple questions. So we can sort of, this, this can be a pretty quick one as we sort of, uh, we're only at about 20 minutes. We'll see how long we ran. So, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is your favorite side character? I sort of, not necessarily one that I even shown the finale, but who is your favorite Seinfeld side character is my first question. Cool. 
That's a tough one. I mean, does George's dad count as a side character? Oh, that's a- I, I would say he is, like, is he too recurrent. I, I think we'll, we'll get to that. So he'll uh, he'll be like a sort of a semi-main actor character. Okay. I'm talking like more like the one-episode wonder-like um, characters. I like um, I like Lloyd Braun a lot. Just because there's like so much mystery allowed around <laughs> Lloyd Braun. Like he went to the insane asylum, all this stuff. He comes back, he like torments George. I'm a big Lloyd Braun stan. That's 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 a good one. Because also like, like George's parents love him, and so it's like he, mm-hmm. George just hates Lloyd Braun irrationally. Right. Uh I don't know that I I can honestly like give a good answer to this. It's not just like me pulling something out of my ass. So I'm just gonna pass on this one, Chuck. I'm not nearly as well read on Seinfeld as you two are. I, I wear that on my sleeve. Well, Larry David's George Steinbrenner. That's a good what's one. the thing is that George Steinbrenner for me. I think electric. It it is my favorite because he's in maybe a dozen episodes, right? Right around there, and even those episodes is only in one or two scenes, but is down up to fifteen <laughs> every single time he is on. It, it is electric. It really is. Also, shout out Ohio State grad George Steinbrenner. Na- name is on the shoe. That's I didn't know that. George Steinbrenner wanted to very famously buy the Cleveland Indians, but could not convince uh, them to sell it to him. So bought a different team, the New York Yankees. Yeah, imagine that. Could have been the owner of the Indians. Man, wouldn't that yeah. have been nice for you guys? Yeah. It would have been a whole different ballgame, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the with George Steinbrenner. Um, That's great. And then sort of my my definite one episode wonder. I think is the Soup Nazi. The Soup Nazi go for the, sure. Go the Soup Nazi. Great character. Uh, shout out to Kruger as well, Mr. Kruger. Yeah, Mr. Kruger. He's great. And then I think that if I ask you who's your favorite like fringe main character, I think everybody's answer is either uh, Newman or. Uh, Frank Costanza. I think Frank over Newman any day. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I just I think Newman is probably the other like pick you would hear somebody whip out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I I do think that Newman is enough. I think that Newman's thing gets a little tired at some point, like where you know it's it's the same thing over and over again. George's dad comes with a home run swing, pretty much. I mean, very sim- very similar to. Steinbrenner and that Frank Costanza, whenever he's on camera, is just swinging for the fences. Oh, big time. It's There's so many, like, I, I'm sure you guys have seen the, like, clips of him just, like, getting all the other actors to break. Because, like, <laughs> they give him a line and he just shouts it instead of, like, reading it normally. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it, it is, it is, he is, by, I think, by far and away, like, the best. And then, actually, around George is my favorite of the four uh, main character. George is my favorite character. Yeah, I was I was always a huge George fan. The Summer of George, absolutely electric. No, because yeah. George is the worst person of the group, and that right. makes it really fun to watch. He's he's the one that by himself creates the most. In terms of like who creates the most sort of of their own plot or sort of own moments, it's probably George, then Elaine, and then Kramer, and then Jerry. You know, I think the best part about George is that even though he's like probably the most just decrepit character, <laughs> disgusting, grimy man, he's also the most relatable. Yes, like yes. George, everybody else is so out there, but George is just like your kind of your average guy, just like fumbling through his job, just like doesn't really care 
boss is an asshole. Like he's very relatable. His perspectives, like even though they're insane, they're like not that far off from normal. <laughs> he's he's so like really like self conscious that everything that he does is like an offense, and it's yeah, it's just this whole like right. No, yeah, I think I do think that George is the one that yeah, you could just if they had made the show just around George entirely, that's still a show. Oh yeah, like I don't well, here's the thing is that, that Seinfeld is where if you made Seinfeld today. He will just do different things, but you would not have to change anything about the character of George Costanza. Like it's just instead of like, you know, it would just be like an online thing instead of him like over the phone or like you know what I'm saying. Like it would just they would just change what the actual events are, but you would not have to rewrite any of the personality of the character. That guy exists in every time period. No, that's I, and that's why I think you see so many of the like, uh, you know, like if Seinfeld were made today, tweets, right? Just because. That show, you just change the wardrobe and everything still works exactly. Right, all the humor still stands so well. Yeah, like, yeah. it's all very relatable to, like, it, a show like The Office, like, you couldn't make Michael in The Office today. No. Like, that, that, that's a big, like, uh, Me Too movement thing that probably would not have made it through the whatever screening process there was. Seinfeld could pretty much just go through unchecked. Yeah, all the all the humor is still saying so well, and that's why people love it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't even have to have been alive when it was on. Proof, Charlie and I, that to love it, it's just so good. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a show that has aged remarkably well for uh, for yeah, being in the '90s where there was a lot of stuff in the '90s that didn't age well, namely the clothing. Right, really mm-hmm. didn't the puffy shirt. Hold most up. of the hair, most of the hairstyles, yeah. like effectively all of the hairstyles. Yeah, no, it's there's there's a lot of stuff that really just did not last. And yeah, now you're coming back around. I did like that they shouted out Seinfeld in the uh, Jordan documentary. Yeah, just to sort of be like, hey guys, we're talking about the nineties. So. Yeah. <laughs> and also, and also, here's the thing: is it's like so it, he was. Like on that level, it was that popular of a show, and he wasn't—he wasn't Michael Jordan on a worldwide perspective. But people that were into pop culture, like, were aware of what Jerry Seinfeld was doing. Like, it's not like it's not crazy that he would have been invited into the into the Bulls locker room before oh, getting on that because he was that big of a deal. Yeah, and I really can't think of another show that has like reached that level of like right. since the, like The Office kind of has, but The Office is mostly like post mortem, like. Wait, like that's the, the thing office. is, it, yeah, it, it is. It's such a unique show in that, like you said, like it, it was maybe I, I, I'm not that up on like the '80s sitcoms. I don't think any of like that '80s or like those earlier sitcoms are really that funny. But it always seems to be like Seinfeld, and then shortly after Friends were the first two shows to have that sort of cult following in real time that has just grown as it you know post mortem. Right. Um, obviously, The Office and like Parks and Rec and those sh- and those shows do now as well. But they obviously just came after Seinfeld. I can't think of a show that's cur- like maybe Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm trying to think of a show that like is matching. I don't think there is anything. It's like one thing I always w- used to watch Seinfeld, especially when I was in high school. I would come home every day and watch Seinfeld on TBS after school. Sure. And like yeah. my parents always used to talk about how like you know they were like just a little bit older than our age they were like late 20s when Seinfeld was on and they talked about how like literally when Seinfeld aired you could not wait to go to work next day and talk about Seinfeld with your co-workers <laughs> like you talk about it all day what happened last night on Seinfeld 
because it was so big. Yeah. I guess from that perspective, it's not a comedy, but like Game of Thrones has a similar. I, like, I guess that would be probably the closest in like wide-reaching popularity. In ter- and, ter- and then like in terms of yeah, like in terms of like the pop culture or sort of popularity, like where it was the th- the thing to watch and then the thing to talk about for a week afterwards. Like yeah, probably Game of Thrones, The Simpsons, which is a little bit different because it's a cartoon, but has you know as big, if not a bigger, sort of cult following mainly because it's just been on for forever that it's sort of that type of show where if like Seinfeld is such unique in that like I said you could ask Seinfeld trivia questions yeah. forever because there's so many like little minute details because each episode is so like distinct and different that the yeah. Simpsons is kind of the same way and there's sort of two shows that are different in that sort of regard yeah no, that's a good point and yeah the Simpsons did go the way of they never stopped doing it, and now I have to imagine it's not funny anymore. I I have no idea. I haven't watched The Simpsons in probably ten years. Exactly. Like I can't it's 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 a funny. thing where people. I think there's like real. There's two or three sort of camps. It is people that have been fans of the show basically the whole time and stopped, mm-hmm. like basically like like ten years ago, sort of when. It sort of gotten in this next sort of generation. They stopped watching it, and they love just the old Simpsons. They've not seen any of the new ones. People that still watch it and don't think it's funny, and then there are still Simpsons fans that think that every episode they put out is absolutely hilarious, and it's still the same old, like, Simpsons. I can't imagine. I, I, it's the same thing with, like, I couldn't imagine, like, still watching a Family Guy episode every week now. Right. Like, even though, like, in high school, yeah, I would just, like, on Sunday nights, I just watched, like, The Simpsons and family guy and just i'd i'd love i'd love it but i have to assume that there'd be some amount of drop off i mean a i'm pretty sure matt groening like just doesn't do it anymore like i think he's still the producer but i don't think he like is sitting in the writer's room every Mm -hmm. night like trying to come up with shit for the simpsons anymore Mm -hmm. like i think they have other side hustles that they do okay You, you got anything there, Chuck? Or you just um, I guess I guess sort of my, my final question was: Okay, is Seinfeld the greatest uh, sitcom of all time, and is it the only sitcom that potentially breaks into the Mount Rushmore top five, top ten of just TV shows um, of all time? Look, if, if it's the greatest sitcom, does it break into that pantheon of? greatest tv shows of all time i think it is i would put it over the office for sure Mm -hmm. um and i think it does i think it it would be definitely in a a top five of all time tv shows yeah i do think yeah i agree i i think as much as like i personally kind of like the office better i don't think i could say in good conscience that seinfeld isn't just an objectively better show and had more of a cultural impact well, in the office. And here's, and here's the thing about Seinfeld that I really love, is the fact that it's literally about nothing. Yeah. Like, there are some really amazing, great shows out there. Like, I know these are both HBO, but like The Wire and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, even The Office, which is a sitcom, that are plot-driven. And once you know the end, re-watching it is good, but not as good. You can rewatch any Seinfeld episode, and it's fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. because it's about nothing. There's no, like, spoiler that you already know. No, that's true. And I do think that that's something that, like, a show like like Rick and Morty now, where you're, they're just 
throwing shit at a wall and seeing right. what sticks. And like, there's no yeah. through line. Like, you know, there's something to be said for it mm-hmm. in that format. And I mean, I guess always the Trump card that I play is that you don't get Parks and Rec, you don't get The Office without having first like gotten Seinfeld. Right. Like, like they take so many elements from that from Seinfeld and just how they work in characters, sort of how they drive, which they become plot driven sort of shows, but how they sort of drive that, they take elements from Seinfeld, which is why I think people sort of knock on Seinfeld so they, they see The Office or something else first and they go realize that and they don't put together that, oh, like they took that from Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, what's one of the longest running live action comedies of all time? It's always Sunday in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which is literally just basically, it's honestly a Seinfeld reboot. It's a show about it re- nothing. It really is. It's a show about, I was I was going to bring that up. Yeah. We we're talking about like different shows. Like, yeah, Always Sunny, I think, is the next show that has successfully done it, where they have just found a small group of what has become, their characters are more like irrational. They're just like, horrible, ignorant people who yell at yeah. each other in a bar. Yeah. It's they, they basically just changed the city and what they normally from an or they working from an apartment to a bar and they just do weird shit like throughout the day. And there's no plot. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's sketchy. Seinfeld is all it is. Yeah. Well, I never thought about it like that. No, that's a fair point. No, yeah, I do think. Well, yeah, I would that. say. I would say. I think. I agree. I have to agree with Gary that I. I mean, it's my favorite. So I was not coming at it from a from an unbiased perspective, but I think it's the best sitcom of all time. Um, and I would say, I would have to say that it is, it was not on the Mount Rushmore of TV shows, certainly off of its cultural impact alone. It is in the conversation, uh, but the very, very least. No, I think if you're talking even, if you're talking cultural impact, I don't think you can have that conversation without Seinfeld. Yeah. It just was so pervasive at the time. And it's still like the fact that we're in our twenties, we were just barely born when the show ended and we're having a half hour long conversation about Seinfeld just does speak to its impact long term. And, and I guess this is, this will sort of be our, our parting note. Will it ever die? Like, is there, is there a reality in like 10 years where it's not on like, is TBS as a network going to die before they stop showing Seinfeld reruns, like stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like it'll kind of get lost on like the generation of our kids. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I feel like we'll still like be watching it periodically, but like, you know, obviously our parents like watched it when it was coming out and like have a much deeper connection to it well, than maybe we do. Also, here's the thing: is that we weren't, you know, we don't remember Seinfeld from when it was live, but we we were kids when the aesthetic of Seinfeld still existed. Yeah. Our kids will have yeah. no, like if they see a computer from the fucking nineties or like what Jerry's clothes looked like, they're gonna be like, it's just not gonna make sense to them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, yeah. my computer looked like that and like people still had shirts like that. Do you people realize- had people had the big hair and shirts and it was right. like all right. You realize how many like scenes in Seinfeld start with someone walking in and being like, Yeah, can I use the phone? Right. Like, <laughs> it's just dialing a, a corded phone. And like putting a tape into a, a an answering machine. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole episode. In a phone booth, Jerry getting a new answering machine. Right. <laughs> In a phone booth, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel like yeah, there will eventually be a law of diminishing returns on like the relevance of those references that they're making. But 
Yeah, I feel like if you still showed a, a generation that's like our kids' generation, they would still like think it was funny. Like, I think they would think it was funny. I just think it would be, it wouldn't be the same to them because they're going to be like one step farther out of touch. From, yeah, what, what I think what cheers like right the humor will think, stand, but the, yeah. the time period won't. Yeah, yeah. What I think will end up happening is you'll get some sort of where it'll be exclusively on one of the very streaming platforms, and then they'll just sort of get buried, like most other stuff does. Right. It will eventually get buried under new content and new things. Where I think it, I think I don't think it'll ever be unavailable to watch. Where I think if if you find just X person in ten years in the future, they'll be able to watch all Seinfeld if they choose. It'll just be a matter of whether or not it has gotten buried under you know if it's just on Hulu, it was the only way to watch it all of a sudden because TBS is no longer a thing. They don't have the rights anymore or something like that. Right. It'll just be well. I'm going to watch one of the 85 new shows that Hulu came out with, you know, this month. And it'll be like, well, okay. And then that's how you sort of get the end of sort of the recurring. Cause it, because, because it is still on every day. It's still very much a part of a lot of people's daily routine. And like, you know, so, so I think that's why it's survived, you know, 20 years after the final episode aired. But I think that eventually uh, that won't be the case. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Cable's going to die. Like, or at least the iteration of it that we grew up on. Right, Cable's fun. going to go into a somewhat of a circle, and that it'll it'll just be like cable. It'll just be stuff won't be on. You'll just choose. Well, that's the thing. When well, to watch the thing? We've already said it. The way that we were all introduced to it was like it was on reruns on TBS, and we just like flipped to it, or our parents flipped to it, or whatever the fuck like it was. But like. That's not going to... You will have to consciously choose, like... Yeah, you'd have to seek out Seinfeld. Yeah, and say, like, I'm going to start this cable. at season one, episode one, and then just watch through it. It's not just going to be like, oh, yeah, I was just flipping through the channels, and I, sh- I saw this old show and, like, left it on. Like, that, yeah. that's, that way of watching anything will be gone by the time we're old enough to have kids, I guess. That being said, my children will see many a Seinfeld episode. Sure. Their, oh, they, yeah. Kids. Like we're gonna, the Festivus is going to be you know a big part of my life forever. There will be an airing of grievances. Absolutely. All right. Well, I, th- I think we've gotten it all out of our systems, as far as I'm aware. Oh, I could go I think for so. hours. I know. I, I I could start breaking down like different. I would say Seinfeld is the one thing because there is no plot. I am awful at remembering the chronological order the episodes occurred. Oh, like people are like, oh, I love season four of Seinfeld. I'm like, yeah, tell me the episodes because I'm not going to be able to tell you yeah, like what season four of Seinfeld is. Yeah, and yeah. not just like what happened broadly, like what happened in each individual episode. Like, yes. there's one through line, but for the most part, it's just a like bunch of random stories. Right. Yeah. Your, your only point of plot are like, what is George's job? What is Elaine's job? And like, you know, what does the apartment look like, essentially? Those are like the only things that change in the show that are like continuous. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, because it's even like you can't even go off of like who's like Elaine dating because like they right. have like characters come in and definitely out. Definitely not Jerry. No. Not yeah. Definitely yeah. not. No, <laughs> Jerry's dating. Uh, all right. Well, all right. what? With that, Gary, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll be at late. God, this fucking guy. Um, but uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of the uh, the Seinfeld knowledge with uh, us. All I have to say is serenity now. <laughs> serenity now. I actually say that a lot at work. Whenever someone stresses me out, I just go serenity now. <laughs>
Did anybody ever look at you funny? No, because most of my coworkers are older than me, so they all get it. <laughs> they all know what you're talking They're about. They're actually impressed, yeah. probably. Um, all right. Get, besides that, would you like to share anything else with the, the folks back home? No. Okay. Um, all right. Well, this is our that ends our last full week of episodes. Wow. Um, episode 37. Honestly, thank God. Yeah. There's a, there's a good chance that zero people listen to this episode. Because nope. it's gone on for so long. No, Ben will get to it eventually. Ben, ben will, will listen to it eventually. Ben hey, Ben. I miss you. I love you, buddy. You um, gotta watch Kingdom. You do need to watch Kingdom. Um, yeah, but we will come back for three more episodes next week. Um, much to Gary and Brian's chagrin. And Charlie's family. Everyone yes. that lives with us, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah, essentially. All the people who have to live with the pod really <laughs> just starting to get worn down. They suffered from it. Um, okay, yeah, so check back next week whenever we decide to do those last three episodes. Um, but until then, peace. Yeah! All of times Don't feel